After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this on a Friday night after the Kings' long six-game road trip is all over, and they are flying home happy. The beam is lit in Sacktown as the Kings wrap up a six-game trip, three and three. They beat the Pistons tonight in Detroit, one twenty-two to one thirteen. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. The Kings are sixteen and twelve. It's their best start through twenty-eight games since two thousand four, two thousand five, when they were nineteen and nine. It's a long way to go, Morgan Reagan, but. Best start since 0405. That's something we're celebrating on a Friday night. How are you? I'm great. And you say a long way to go, and it's like perspective, people. It's not, it's it's sports. It's not supposed to just be like, hey, you're dog shit one year and then you're just amazing the next. There has to be, not always, but most times in most situations, there's gonna be that gradual time period where you just grow and find yourselves and your identity and so many other things to become a better team and that's what we're seeing but I still see feel like we're seeing it at such a faster rate the growth has been there what Mike Brown's been able to do has been tremendous and they're getting some high level play from their really good players including Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox you know Morgan this last game of the road trip is always weird people talk about it all the time and six games you know the first week on the road is kind of the fun time right you get to see some new cities but now, you know, you're in the second week, you're itching to go home. The holidays are coming up. You see the homestand. But like Jordy says, uh, it's a business trip. Finish the job. And they did finish the job. I was a little concerned headed into tonight because it's a Pistons team that's been bad. You played them earlier this season. They put up 129 points on you. And you had to escape with a win. Tonight, it got off to a really ugly start in this one. Were you concerned at all at any point during the game that this was going to be a disappointing game? 100%. I oh, mean, I wasn't. I wasn't. Wow. No, See, it's just, 
it, there was a lot of self-inflicted things tonight. But can I tell you why the reason why was mostly because of the two losses that we did see when they couldn't find a way mm. out of it. And it felt a little bit like not not that dead in that first half, but it felt like moments were happening in too big of moments. And then when Detroit went on that run leading into the half, I was just like, oh, no, the Kings just aren't going to respond. They just don't have it tonight. Why would I doubt this team? They have proven to me time after time after time, for the most part, for the most part, that they know how to respond. They know how to find it within to find the will to win. Yeah, the, the first half, they were down 63-55, and giving up 63 points was just so frustrating to see. And it just seemed like even with the Kings' turnovers, you're just like, there's sloppy passes here. Like yeah. It just seemed like they were completely out of sync. We should also know they were playing without Davion Mitchell tonight. He missed a game with a non-COVID illness, so that kind of hurt the bench group. But, yeah, it, it seemed like there were a lot of issues with the offense just getting into stuff at times. The passes weren't crisp, and it was sloppy at first. And then you just had issues with Boyan Bogdanovich, who, again, just seems like a king's killer at times with straight-line drives and getting to the basket. And it seemed like we were headed to a game like we saw in Sacramento in November between these two teams. Yeah, it was, it was, um, there was times I was definitely nervous, but it was great to see again, uh, De'Aaron Fox have another good game. Kevin Herter starting to hit some outside shots. There was a little bit from everyone that gave me, the confidence I think really though in that first half too, Deuce you look at the bench and the way that Malik Monk started that game the way that Terrence Davis came off the bench as well especially when things seemed flat with that first unit it was great that they could rely on that for a little bit and now it didn't continue throughout the entire game but they didn't need it to especially in that second half when the first unit just did a much better job of playing their game yeah I it, there's a lot of interesting things even in that first half. Uh, the 402 mark of the first quarter, Sabonis picks up his second foul. He's looking over at the bench like, don't take me out. And they did take him out, and he was pissed. <laughs> like, he even ran by Brown. He even stopped to talk to him. He was he wanted to stay in that game. He's just a competitive dude. The Kings uh, end up going with Chemeze Metu like they have been. That group really struggled. I know you highlight kind of Davis and Monk, who performed well, but um, Chemeze Metu and Delhi. Didn't look great tonight. And I, I think the Kings are in an interesting spot with his like backup five spot because I think they've gotten a lot of good things out of Chemeze Metu, right? Like he's played more in control, a little better defense, but I do feel like he's been trending down a little more often lately. It's not consistent enough from him when we do see him do the right things, right? Like, like uh, when you see him during his good times, it's because it's, literally because of the way that he is playing basketball and that way is just super disciplined to what Mike Brown wants these guys to do. It's a team um, style of basketball. And when he just doesn't go that way and takes his own path, it just breaks down for everyone, whether it's on the defensive end, whether it's on the offensive end and not making the extra pass. It's not even like a selfishness. It's more of just uh uh, an awareness like a, a, a basketball IQ thing for him and I think with him he needs to understand that that is going to be the best way that he succeeds in the NBA is by 
really listening to what Mike Brown and this coaching staff is telling him how to play basketball. And, and sometimes, it's the right way. Sometimes you have an off night too. He had a couple of nice looks inside early that I felt like he just rushed. He had no touch on it. And it's uh, they're, they're shots he was kind of making a couple of weeks back. So guys are going to be up and down. I think you could look at maybe trying a little more Rashawn Holmes at that back at five spot. He ended up coming into this game and playing three minutes. So he's starting to get a little time the last couple of games, the last three games of the road trip. So maybe that's something to watch going forward. So yeah, that portion of the bench wasn't great. The starters were really good tonight and they really got engaged coming out the half. I, I thought the Kings defense in that third quarter was amazing. And that's what they needed to do against this Pistons team. That's not very good. They're not a great offensive team. So you can't allow them to score another 63 points in the second half. They came out of the gates ready Keegan was aggressive. He hit that three. Then he had another play where he, uh, no, he hits a three. First play of the first ha second half. And he came down and took a charge. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. And then the next play, he comes in with an aggressive drive on Ivy. Ivy picks up his fourth foul. And then he hit another three. It just felt and like, oh, he came out firing and the Kings defense was playing at a high level. And you talk about Keegan Murray and the way that he even went at Ivy. It was m so much more physical. It was so much more aggressive. Yeah. And it wasn't only in that offensive moment that that happened for Keegan Murray. Just like you said, the Kings defense came out so much more physical, so much more intense and up into guys and realizing, oh, this is actually going to help our offense on such another level. And it did. They ended up with 18 fast break points in this one. And I think for them too, it just helped them not turn over the ball, uh, play a little bit more decisive, play their quick, fast paced style of basketball. It just kept everyone in a, in the same flow in the same rhythm and everyone's energy too was just at another level. It wasn't flat like that first half. Yeah, I thought Keegan was really good today. And there's just, you know, there's little things in a game you watch him where you just want him to be a little more aggressive. You mentioned that take on the smaller Jay and Ivy. That was great. He also had a take on Dur Duran where like, I know Duran's long and he's athletic, but I, I feel like on some of these drives, he needs to go win the guys a little more. I think so many times he tries to go up with a soft little floater or whatever you want to call it. And it's like they're going to get a piece of that. And that happened to him tonight. Deuce, but that's exactly what I was saying. And that's yeah. why in that third quarter, when he had that moment, he's like, I'm going to go through this body. I'm yeah. going to play through this body. I'm not going to look for the foul. I'm also not going to look for the finger roll. I'm going to effing get to the rack. That's that's what he needs to do more and more of. We have to remind ourselves he's a rookie and that, but that part of his game um, needs to come more consistently because that is where he will become a really good player. Yeah. And tonight, he gives you 20 points, which was huge, on 7 of 13. He hit 4 of 6 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line for him. And he ended up playing 35 minutes. So, he's starting to play more. He's starting to play better, more consistent. You're seeing the growth after, you know, that, what, three-week-plus stretch where he was in a major funk. So, that was super awesome to see Keegan Murray do that. I know you guys talked to him after uh, the game, too. Uh, I thought it was an interesting clip. Uh, I know Morgan's not going to be able to hear this, but I'll play it on our end. Um, Keegan was asked about the chemistry of this team and how it's really helped him. About 30 games in now, uh, ups and downs of the season happen. Uh, obviously, you're a rookie and you're starting to learn that. Are you having fun? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the locker room's just great energy. Uh, being on the road, um, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, to be honest. I feel like 
uh, just these guys and this team chemistry is something that's, that, that, that can't be beat. Yeah, you talk about the chemistry. How has that helped you through adversity, especially on this road trip? Yeah, I mean, I've gone through ups and downs. I mean, everyone knows that. So um, just the guys in the locker room, I know that I can rely on. They're the only people that I have to talk to um, to keep me motivated, uh, keep my head high. So um, props to them. And uh, I know that they'll be by my side throughout the rest of the year. And I know, Morgan, on that last question, you were speaking more to the team's adversity, and he took it as, like, the adversity that he's faced. But the big picture is he's like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, which was kind of cool to hear. That's And I saw his dad tweet that out the other day, I think after that last win the other evening. And it was the same thing, just like how much they love being in Sacramento, how much they're so glad to be a part of this organization. And, you know, it's great. It doesn't feel like that forced, like, Hey, we're just really happy to be here kind of thing. It's, it's a genuine, like it feels good and I want to be here. I like what's going on here. You can feel that vibe from everyone right now. Yeah. It's been really good to see. It's good to see him playing well right now. And that was a huge sign tonight uh, that the Kings are, he's heading in the right direction. The Kings are playing some good basketball at 16 and 12. Uh, Next guys, we got to talk about Morgan. What more can we say about these two the last couple of games? For Sabonis, it's putting it together, but Sabonis and Fox, great tonight. Sabonis, <laughs> 23 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals. Those 23 points came on 9 of 11 shooting. He was 5 of 7 from the free throw line. It's his fourth straight 2010-5 game. The last Kings player to do that was Chris Webber. In 2005. Dude, it's on another level, just shy of another triple-double with his seven assists. And the way that he's doing everything, not only on his stat line, it's obviously incredible. We talked a little bit about how on NBA.com, they had a piece about their top 10 MVP candidates right now. Just in the discussion, they had uh, Domas Sabonis in their honorable mention, which I thought was really cool that he was even in that mention, because I think when we talk all-star, yeah, you put him in the conversation, not only with what he's doing with his numbers. Stop it. Stop it. Stop, 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 stop. What? He's not in the conversation. Sabonis is an all-star. He is. He is. No, he is. I mean, his numbers are outrageous. No, that's totally fair. And so not only are his numbers outrageous, you look at what, he does on the floor you just watch him and you're like wow you command so much on the offensive end but then on the defensive end as an anchor you are just talking it up being a leader telling your guys where to be contesting shots moving your hips moving laterally it's just fantastic all around from the big guy his last seven games are pretty outrageous too Morgan I keep saying that outrageous but uh, 23, 13, and 7, 21, 20, and 7. He had 22, 10, and 5, 20, 12, and 4, 18, 18, and 6, 23, 12, and 7, and then 11, 17, and 10. I mean, it's it's really cool to see because, I, I look, I know the guy had a resume as a two-time All-Star before he got here. He's been an All-Star in this league, so... In some ways, we shouldn't be surprised by how he is playing. But I think this role suits him so well in Sacramento. You got to remember, when he was in Indiana, he's playing the four. And I think 
with him playing the four, although he put up some great numbers in Indiana, did some nice things even with him there, I think he wasn't in the right position because he has to deal with defending fours, right? And that would put him in a lot of tough situations. In Sacramento, he's playing the five. They're running the offense through him. He makes everybody better. And then I know we've hit on this a lot over the last couple of weeks, but he's been really good defensively as well. And it's not a guy that you're going to be like, oh, he's an all NBA or all NBA defensive team guy, but he's a good team defender and he has done a really nice job. I think he's done better than really anyone would think he would do, especially on defense. I think that's what it is. And even tonight, you see one block, two steals with his stats. And that's, and even when it's um, he's not putting those numbers up, you just see with his verticality, uh, with his communicating, so many other things that he adds on the defensive end. Oh, oh, and then his rebounding, obviously his defensive rebounding and how that affects what other teams are trying to accomplish, especially when they're really good teams at second chance opportunities or with their offensive boards. And I just love that we can talk about him dominating so many different categories. He's truly taking such a leap in his game on the defensive end, which I think has only elevated his game on the offensive end. I see Kenneth in the chat saying uh, too many minutes, a bonus will wear down. You know, I would say the last couple of games, yeah, if you, you think Sabonis is going to be playing 40 minutes a night and that's going to work, no. But on the season, he's playing just under 33 minutes, which is the lowest amount of minutes he has played since his third year in the league. You know, in Indiana, he is playing 35, 36, 35 minutes a night. So he's playing a couple less minutes. But I think the larger point, Kenneth, is right on. Like, they do need to get him some help at that backup five. He does take a beating down there yeah. and not only does he take a beating my biggest fear is like okay if he's not in there yeah the dynamic changes completely now it's not like years past where it's there's no depth and there's no identity so they just lose at all costs no but you you see how important he is as a big for the squad in that as soon as he's not in, it just goes a little bit downhill for their bigs, especially in certain uh, matchups. And when I say downhill, I'm not acting like the guys uh, coming off the bench don't do a good job at times. Like we've seen Metu put together some good games. It's more just depending on who the matchup is, what the game is. So obviously when we saw like Namias Keita the other night, it was great to see him get those few minutes. He got too many fouls far too quick. And you just hope and wish that he could be one of those guys that you can develop to be that big body, uh, that girth to give you in that paint. But either way, they need to figure that out soon. We should also talk about De'Aaron Fox. Because yeah. second game in a row where he's looked great again. Fox in this game finishes with 24 points. He had nine assists. He had five rebounds. He did it on nine of 19 shooting. Um, the only bad thing tonight for him, 0 of 5 from three. But what do you think of De'Aaron's game? Um, overall, I, I loved how he picked it up when the team needed him to pick it up. And that was obviously, especially in that second half, getting the paint touches when he was going downhill, there was times he was just unstoppable. But then on the defense, then he was showing Ivy like, uh, uh, I, you're not going to do the same shit I'm doing. Right. There, I, I, I'm rough, not, rough night for Ivy who fouled out. He played uh 20 minutes today, 
two of nine shooting, five points, and he fouled out. Which is surprising, too, because he's had put together some good games, some really good moments. And there was like a moment tonight where he just like got to the rack and kind of did, it was when the Kings were trading off threes and, um, and just points in the paint. And there it was like De'Aaron had this nice crafty take to the rim. And then Ivy had it on the other side. But what I like for the most part is that De'Aaron was playing fantastic defense as well. And then you saw that being picked up to another level in that second half, uh, to really create so much more. Oh my God. And then, Really quick, because I'm about to talk about De'Aaron Fox's throwdown in that game. But Domas had two angry dunks as well. But De'Aaron Fox threw it down with authority. It was nasty as shit. And I'm just, <laughs> I was like feeling it from this entire well, team every time they were chucking it down. I'm glad you brought it up. You want to hear how the G-Man called it? The legend? The GOAT? The G-Man Gary Gerald. Harrison Barnes driving to the right underneath the basket. Picks. Here comes Fox on the run. A hammer with a left hand. And that may be the play of the year as far as De'Aaron Fox is concerned. Oh, my. What a rip by De'Aaron with a left-hand power jam. He had a full head of steam coming from well outside the three-point area. Mm. And that makes it 118 to 107. Mm. Fox now has 24 points. That was just sensational. Deuce. You want to know what made that so beautiful too? Not just the finish and the throwdown. It was his movement without the effing basketball. He saw Harrison was driving baseline. He's like, where can I move next? Oh, wide open lane down the middle. Barnes finds him beautiful. It was great. And, you know, we haven't seen Fox dunk as much as he did in his early, early days in the NBA. We see a little more this year. And that was with some uh, authority tonight. Yeah. He had, some, uh, he had some great last the last couple of games. Some of those Euro step scores. I'm like, stop it, man! I, step I backs, mid range. I, I looked at Matt Barnes and I was like, I was like, hey, I was like, could you ever slow down your body like that and control your body like you know, just like just wondering if like that was ever something he could do back in college or anything. And he said no, just like a yeah. quick no because it's such a talent to have and it's incredible when you're you have that ability when you're that fast of a human being and can still have that body control it's a challenge that so many cannot execute and it's just I love that De'Aaron has found a way to do that at such a high level do you feel like he looks like himself again after sitting out do you feel like you didn't notice him laboring or anything. I didn't. I, I feel like the last couple of games, and it's hard because sometimes, you know, guys miss shots. And you're like, are they hurt? Or is there something going on? Or some guys just miss shots. And I felt like that was the case in the Philly game. Yeah. Um, The last couple of games, I think he's kind of looked like the guy we saw earlier in the season. I, I'm, I feel like if anything, if anything, he looks like that with a little bit more of a banged up body. And that's what it should be at this point, right? Like you are taking a toll on your body if you're playing basketball pretty much the right way. And by saying that, I think some people are going to argue back with me and be like, no, if you're playing basketball the right way, you should like, you know, learn how to fall, learn how to go up into guys. So you're not getting hurt. I totally understand that. But there's going to be times when you are playing at such a physical level that there's going to be no way that you don't uh take a toll on your body starters played heavy minutes tonight except for herder who in his first game back uh after sitting out with a sore ankle gave the kings 13 points four assists he was five of nine shooting three of six from three in 29 minutes 
But, I mean, everyone else, like, Fox played 39 minutes tonight. You know, Sabonis played heavy minutes, just under 41 minutes. Keegan played 35. Barnes played 36. We got to talk about HB because he was nice tonight. So hard to tell. Here's a steal by Barnes. Knocked it away from Bogdanovich. He drives. He slows. Goes reverse and scores. Left to right. Great play defensively by Harrison Barnes, who now has 15. And that 16th turnover by Detroit has now resulted in 14 Sacramento points. Wayne Casey has called timeout. HB, 19 points, 7 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 dimes, 5 of 9 shooting, 3 of 4 from downtown. He's been really good. He's starting to really put some games together. And I, every time he plays well, it seems like the Kings win. I couldn't wait until we started talking about him because you're right. It's not only when he's playing well, but I feel like he, he we talk about how strong Sabonis is. Harrison Barnes looks stronger and stronger to me. The way that he's especially playing that power forward position uh, when they needed him to battle down low with guys from Detroit when Keegan was having, you know, some troubles with just like his body size and everything. HB makes guys think twice when he's playing defense. And then on the offensive end, his ability to not only stretch the floor, holy shit. He looks so strong. Um, (laughs) We just put a picture up tonight of a shirtless Harrison Barnes that caught Morgan's attention because for the second consecutive game, he got the DPOG, Defensive Player of the Game. And I'm so glad you're showing that because that's exactly what we were talking about just now. Obviously, the way that he was just in the paint against Stewart, against Duran, it was like he is just... A muscly, strong human being. Oh, my God. I love this team photo as well in the locker room. But you look at the way that he rebounds, too. It's not just his strength. It's his timing. It's his understanding of where the ball is going to land and where he needs to be in position. Uh, Another fantastic job from HB. It's why I said before the season, this whole, like, notion that you have to trade Harrison Barnes is ridiculous. You know, like, I, I felt like that, going into the season, he was going to play such a better role that was probably going to lead to him being more productive. Think about how much was on his his shoulders the last few years, right? Like, yeah. they were relying on him a ton. They don't, they, they don't rely on him anymore. Like, it's Sabonis and Fox. You got Herter. You got Murray. You got Monk. You got TD. You have some more help. So it's not like, hey, HB, you got to get us 20. He can get you 20. He can hit the boards. He can get you a timely bucket, but you're not relying on it. Here's a great example. This time last year, Morgan, yeah. through 28 games, the Kings were 11 and 17. They lost to the Raptors that night, 124 to 101. The starting lineup that night was Fox, Halliburton, Barnes, Chemeze Metu, and Alex Len. It's just different. Yeah, it's, it's changed. It's, it's changed different. a little bit. Like, and like that's that's a second. You that those are so many second unit guys, you know. And and that's no knock on them. It's just where you're at in the NBA and what type of talent and leadership you need on a team to be a good team in the NBA is different. So now he's in a role where he's not relied on. He could focus more on what he does well. And that's why I think he's starting to play better. He got off to a really slow start. And I, I was a little concerned after the preseason in the first few games. He was like, man, he's missing free throws. It looks a little slow out there. He's really adjusted well to Brown's system. I think he's been really good. And you just, 
the thing I've always said is, if you're going to trade this guy, how are you going to get better? He's an expiring deal. Are you going to trade Harrison Barnes and get better? Yeah. No, and I, I don't think so. I think I think too many people, and I mean everyone's done it. It they get frustrated when he has a few games that are bad, and then if the whole team is playing bad and then wins aren't happening, there's always someone to blame. Like think about when the Kings are winning and Kevin Herter's playing well, but Harrison Barnes doesn't have the best game. We're not talking about Harrison, yeah, Harrison yeah. Barnes not having the best game, you know? And I just think there's been so much of that over the years on him because of the way when he came to Sacramento, it was like, all right, you're going to be the guy. But then you look at his role, especially with golden state. It was like, he didn't have to be the guy. I know that's such a different example, but, and you're not, I'm not saying that 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 is what is here in Sacramento, but it still allows him to be in a different role. And now he's older, more mature in a different spot in his career where he knows where he needs to contribute, how he needs to contribute, but everyone else or some other guys can be the guy. We got to give some love to the people watching us live. Shout out. It's a Friday night. You could be doing anything else, but you're hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Make sure if you're here, if you're in the YouTube chat, just click that thumbs up button. It helps our channel grow. Also, if you have not subscribed to our channel, it doesn't cost you anything. Hit the subscribe button. It helps our channel grow. Comment, like, all that stuff. All it does is make sure that our stuff gets seen by more and more people. And last year, we hit an all-time high, over 1.1 million views on YouTube because of you guys, and that's because you guys are liking and sharing and all that stuff, so we appreciate it. Uh, we can't take Discord calls tonight, but we can be uh, in Twitter spaces, so make sure if you do want to chat with this, request to talk. Poll question tonight for the YouTube chat, Morgan. The Kings are off to their best start since 2004-05. Is this a good team? The options are, oh, hell yes. And I think so, but let's see the homestand. Or nah, still not buying it. Kings. Where do you weigh in? Oh, hell yes. Or I think so, but let's see the homestand. I was already at oh, hell yes, like 15 games in. And I said it. And I think a lot of people were a little worried. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's, I, you, it wasn't about, again, completely the win-loss column, even when I started saying this was a good team, but I think their wins were starting to prove even more how they were a good team because they were beating a good team like the Cavs or they were getting a good win. And they strung enough of those together where I think we can absolutely identify this team as a good team. Um, I do have a stat for you too. Oh, give me a stat, Morgan. So this is from my guy, Nick Avila, who sent it to me during the post-game show. And he said... Last year, the Kings had eight games with 30-plus assists. We are now 28 games into the season. The Kings have eight games of 30-plus assists. So they've matched last season's total? Yep. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's it's pretty crazy. And obviously, you have to make shots for that to happen, but it's the ball movement and the unselfishness with this team. I mean, we talk about Sabonis tonight had seven. Fox had nine. Malik Monk off the bench gave you six assists, and he did in 25 minutes. He also had 11 points, five of five from the free throw line, three of eight shooting. You saw some passes tonight where it was just across the court. They were slinging it. Barnes had that one on the turnover where he, it was like a, 
opposite three-point line to hurt her for the score. You even had the one where Fox did the no-look. It made it, it seemed like he was going to go to Keegan. He dropped off to Sabonis, who was about to rip that, and then Duran came in and fouled him. But, yeah, dude, the passing's great. Yeah, it's it's not only is it fun and beautiful right now, but everyone's doing it. And what it does help is some of these shots fall because everyone's just in their rhythm, right? Like it's just slinging it around. Okay, I'm in shooting motion. Boom, I'm going to go. This feels good. That type of energy, you can feel that through the basketball. I know that sounds kind of weird and fake, but no, it's true. When it's slinging like that, just things change on the basketball court. Rob in the chat says, my keys were to defend, rebound, and run. That third period, they did just that. Exactly right. They came out engaged. And, you know, I would say, too, I would like to see them come out of the gates a little stronger. You know, we've had a few games in a row where they come out so slow. The Toronto game, kind of a slow start, right? Some miscues, defensive breakdowns. Tonight, a little sloppy defensive breakdowns. You got to be consistent, a little more consistent because it could bite you in the ass in the long run. I mean, I was joking in our Discord at halftime. I'm like, if I'm Mike Brown, you know what I did to that official last game? That's what I'm doing to my team at half. Like, let's finish this. We're so close. Like, if we just play our game, we win this game by 15. That's why I kept saying they they play their game, they win by 15. They end up winning by nine, but... You know, they're a better team than the Pistons, and they were killing themselves in that first half. So it was a great response. It was a really great response. In fact, that's something that uh, Mike Brown noticed after the game. Mike Brown uh, really liked what he saw from his team uh, in that third quarter. This is Domus's team. Both those guys are all-stars, and they're both stepping up huge in a lot of different ways, even in ways that... that uh, that the people don't see, you know, and, and that's, that's the neat part about it, just being around them and just watching them grow right in front of you in a lot of different ways. Um, fantastic second half. We came out, and I think we had seven, eight stops in a row. Um, went on a big run. Uh, it was dictated by our defense. Uh, but the thing that I also like about it is, you know, it's, we've been out a long time, played a lot of games. This is the last uh, uh, game on the trip, and we could have easily just turned it into a slugfest, especially the way we were getting stops and trying to rely on getting stops. But our guys got out after those stops, and I think we had two first fast break points in the first half. We ended with 18 or 20, and to me, bringing that type of juice uh, in the second half uh, was Oh, man, it was beautiful to see. It was beautiful to see their determination to get stops, but not only get stops, finish the play by getting out and sharing the ball at the other end before before their defense got set. So fantastic, fantastic, fantastic um, basketball game for us, especially with this being the last, last one on the road. Wow, pretty high praise from Mike Brown, really satisfied with what his team did in the second half, especially in that third quarter, and I love that stat. He said, Two fast break points in the first half. 16 in the second half, going back to Rob's point. Rebound, run, defend, let's go! Rebound, run, defend. And, I mean, really, you look at defend, and it was the way that they're getting up with guys, disrupting, making their shots a little harder, boxing out. I thought I thought the Pistons did a good job of putting a body on Sabonis early on, and that, that kind of worried me because we saw what Duran did that first game against the Sacramento Kings and what he did against Charlotte the other night. I think you sent me a stat that he had like 19 rebounds against yeah. them. So 
he's been a beast. You know, he's young. You look at his shoulders like he's a guy that. How is has, he the youngest player in the league? You know that that kid that Sports Center put up where it was the kid that is 12 years old and he looks like he's, I don't know, 24 and he's ripped? That's Jalen Duran. Yes. He, there's no way he's, he's 18, 19 years old. That guy's 27. There, you, there, how are you built like that? I don't know. That's man. a man. Yeah, no, it's our like a man. And uh, he at times can show himself in there and does a really good job. But tonight I'm really glad that the Kings ended up uh, doing a much better yeah. job in the rebounding category. Uh, they still were out rebounded though. Dude, they, yeah. 46 to 33. It was and- not good tonight. That's the one area. And at the half, I think it was, you know, it was 10 at the half. It was 25, 15, but yeah, I mean, that's that was a concern, and we've seen good moments from them, but yeah, tonight was not a great example of that. And you know, Duran's a really good rebounder. You know, this was Isaiah Stewart wasn't playing in that last game against the Sacramento Kings, so he can rebound. Duran had fourteen tonight, Dude, including he, six offensive rebounds. Oh, <laughs> how worried were you were you at first when Stewart started stretching the floor and making some threes? Like, no, you early. know what? Honestly, I wasn't the way they started. I'm like. Okay, Jane Ivey hit his first three of the game. I'm like, he hits, he has four or four in the first game against Sacramento. He hasn't missed a three. He shoots 29% on the season. Does he only make them against Sacramento? Like, what the hell's going on? And I know Isaiah Stewart's honestly worked on that part of his game, but I'm like, all right, it, you cannot get beat tonight by Jaden Ivey hitting threes and Isaiah Stewart hitting threes. Go play your game. Go play your game. Yeah. And they did. Yeah, no, they did a much better job of, playing their game and I it just it felt really good Deuce that was just one of those feel good ones and you showed some of the images from the locker room after and we were talking about it I had someone hit me up uh, my source tell me that they're gonna leave up the beam uh, for the Sacramento Kings flying in to town tonight late so the beam staying lit past midnight tonight my source is your friend but yes um, so it, yeah, it will be, I'll text you, but, uh, That's it so will, lame. you can't say it. What are you, are, is know. this like, are, are you going to die if you tell us, Oh my God, who told you the beam? No, got I don't lit? even think it's a big deal. Yeah, I don't even not... think it's a big deal, but you know, it's funny. I didn't even say it on air because I'm like, Oh, does he not want me to say it? Does, should, should I not say it? I'm like, I don't think it matters. It's not like we're dealing with like, no, it shouldn't matter. Legal things. We're dealing with say a light you... beam on the top. Of who the told floor. you coward? Uh, fresh. Oh, Scott Fresh Hour. Yeah. Scott Fresh Hour was texting me tonight. Oh. You know what he, you know what he told me? What did he tell? I do. I want to know what did he tell you. <laughs> he said Morgan Reagan is going to be on network TV in two years. Screenshot this. No, he did not. And I was like, Are you sure? Because you don't want it. I don't think you'd want to. That's why I said that. Not because you no, don't have no, the talent. No, that's that's really that's that's a, such a sweet compliment. And like, I still have so much room to grow and like get better. But I don't. I don't want to either. I want to yeah. be here. I want to be here. I want to be in Sacramento. Well, like, yeah, we're not leaving Sac anytime soon. No. Um. Oh, hell no. Morgan, I did want to get some comments from the YouTube people because people are here hanging out with us. It's awesome. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Uh, I asked, what was your favorite moment from the road trip? Um, I want you to think of yours while I read some, um, including someone saying, favorite moment? The debut of the Depog chain, defensive player of the game chain. That's actually a really good one. Really good one. 
Someone saying the comeback win. That was bad news. Sour grapes saying comeback win over the Raptors. AVP says De'Aaron's bloody Euro bucket where the blood strip. It was like Ooh. Stone Cold Steve Austin against Bret Hart. Oh my God. He's, he's bleeding everywhere. That was a bad Jim Ross. Uh, Big John says Keegan getting his groove back like Stella in 98. That's okay. crickets. That's crickets for that last part of it. The, the, yeah, yeah. You have uh, a, you have one? Well, I feel like all of those moments are really good moments. I, I would say, I, I was trying to think like something that happened in that Cavs game that maybe. Uh, I don't know. The 19-0 run in the game that everyone's Thank mentioning. You. Yeah, yeah. I, would, you. I think that's the moment. The 19-0 run. Right? Yeah. Was that the debut of the defensive player of the game one too? I think so. I and think Sabonis so. got it. Yeah. Yeah. I think. No, that win. I was like, why was that win so? Ten important? straight stop. They got ten consecutive stops. Dude, it was that. It was that stretch. Yeah. That moment. Because obviously, it finished with the win, which yeah, that's gonna put a little bow on it. But it was that for me because that <laughs> showed how this team can rally. What? Someone mentioning this one. There's a lot of great moments. We had defensive player of the game. We got Fox's bloody face. Uh -huh. um, After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What else do we, a 19 0 run, Mike Brown's ejection. Oh, hell yes. And then, like, that post game celebration was pretty cool, too, last game. I don't know, Dude, man. That's tough. It's, no, it's, they're, they're, those, what a great, what a fun effing road yeah. trip. Oh my God. I feel like I was there. I feel like I'm just on the plane with them right now <laughs> celebrating. Spectre says that bad Jim Ross was in, was a spot on Mr. Garrison from South Park. I'll work on my Jim Ross for you. Um, Del Delivery Joe says, my favorite continuous moment is hearing G-Man not sound disappointed every damn night. All hail the G-Man. Speaking of the G-Man, after the game, he had a chance to uh, catch up with Demonis Sabonis. You want to hear that, Morgan? Yes. Anything uh, jump out there? Yeah, I missed my last free throw. Ah, ah. <laughs> how to make it. Listen, oh. tell me about what transpired. You're down eight at halftime, and it was kind of a yeah first half for Sacramento. But what a different story in the third quarter. Yeah, we knew it was going to be a tough one. You know, it's a, a tough place to come in. You know, Detroit's a young, talented team that plays really hard. And we just had to come out and, and be better. You know, that first half, I feel like we were winded. Last game of a long road trip, for, uh, 14 days on the road, you know. So we had to finish off with a win and, and, and make it a, a good road trip. How hard is it when you come to the sixth game on a long trip to have the focus and to have the determination and to execute cleanly? Uh, it's big. It's big. Uh, I'm proud of the team, you know. Uh, we came in and uh, we knew this. We knew this was going to be hard um, before the road trip even started. So uh, to come out and uh, uh, be be together and get this one is big. 
to be at this point of the season four games over 500 now and three and three on this trip how satisfying is that Demos? uh it's great it's great you know but uh we have a lot of work to do you know it's only the beginning of the season there's so much left you know so we just got to keep building as a team and uh, winning games if i had a button here i would let you light the beam <laughs> but i don't have that button <laughs> but it's gonna be lit when we yep. go flying home tonight yep yep that sounds good huh yes <laughs> <laughs> all right listen we appreciate a few moments of your time and uh, we'll enjoy that flight as yep. you continue to study the box scores and don't fret too much about that missed free ah, it's a long flight home it's heavy on my mind now <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks all right, all right thank you thank you guys so bonus was stressed about that missed free throw huh i love that but also g-man's literally a national treasure i i yeah. just i adore that human he's fantastic i just like someone said, with his energy in every single game, it doesn't matter if they have the shittiest season in the world or are playing like they are now. He keeps that same energy. He's just fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Sabonis, man. It's it's been fun. It's Oh, yeah. People forget he's like 25, 26 years old. Yeah. He's better than he's ever been. He's an all-star in Indiana. He's more efficient than ever. He's better defensively. And he is on track to be the King's first all-star since DeMarcus Cousins. He's playing that well. And if Fox can put a you know big stretch together here, he's going to be in the convo. Yeah. And poor, you know, poor De'Aaron in so many ways where you have to go up against just an insane Western Conference of uh, guards. And, you know... It's going to be tough, but at the same time, like, I love, I love that we could argue it in so many different ways if he keep putting together a big stretch of good basketball. Uh, I want to shout out a couple of things, including Rob, who gifted some subs, and Jalen, thanks for the reminder. He donated two bucks saying, light the beam, young Zell. It's a slap. Yeah, our guy Denzel Joyce, he put this out on uh, social media. I forgot to play it the other night. I told him, like, dude, I got to play this. And for those who have not heard it, he did a song, a Light the Beam song. I'll play a portion of it. I want you guys to go download it. It's on Apple Podcasts. Go get it on iTunes today. Uh, here's a portion of that. Sacramento Kings whole squad going crazy yeah we back with it Northern Cali going crazy one sack winning if you doubted us then ain't no back spinning this is real right here ain't no catfishing uh so tell me what you see now coming down the lane off the rebound it's 916 now look towards the sky like the beam now tell them like the beam like the like the beam now you can tell them you can tell them like the beam now tell them like the beam now Tell them, you can tell them like the beam now. Tell them like the beam, like the like the beam now. You can tell them, you can tell them like the beam now. Tell okay. Like the now. Okay. Young like Zell. Check it out. Crowd, that. Everyone knows. Let me tell I love you that. people in Sacramento. It's a great vibe. Yeah. Great vibe. Well yeah. done. Good stuff, well man. Done. So many creative people in Sacramento, yeah. by the way. Like, very talented. Uh, let's give some love to the Twitch people, including Peg Junk, who subscribed and What's up with Let Me Out Productions? Appreciate everyone being here on Night Chat tonight. Um, I did want to get to a couple of more things from this game. One thing, big takeaways from this road trip at 3-3. Three and three, um, I was listening to Sacktown Sports. 
Kevin Herter had some interesting things to say about the chemistry with this team. And I'm telling you, this is why I'm not trying to like overhype this team at all, but there's reasons why I think they're good. And it's not only because they're 16 and 12, it's not because they play a fun style basketball. It is the little things. It's the vibes. Like, I'm sorry. When I look in the locker room, see guys celebrating like they did in Toronto the other night, supporting each other. Guys who aren't in the rotation supporting each other. Smiles all the way around, chanting light the beam. I feel like that stuff matters. Kevin Herter was talking about the chemistry today. For me, it's been the biggest eye-opener about coming here is, is how much I've liked the culture and the organization as a whole and just the vibe around the practice facility every day, around the hotel, uh, after games, you know, it's just getting dinner with each other. Uh, you know, culture summit, obviously it starts from the top. It starts with our front office and Mike has done a great job just having that accountability with all of us as players. We can respect him when he's, when he's getting on us and, you know, you know, we can trust that he's right, but it also, it comes from the, you know, the players that are on our team too. I think you know, Domas, his style of play and his unselfishness, you know, Harrison just, his steadiness, game in and game out. You know, he's emotionally, he's very steady. He doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Fox just brings like a maturity to the game and being able to close out the game for us. And Fox is very steady, doesn't get too emotional unless he's getting mad. You know, but he's a competitive guy. But for me, you know, with those three guys and the culture that they've helped establish and everybody else just buying into it, you know, that going along with Mike, it's been great so far. And there's there's a professionalism to what we're trying to do. And, um, you know, that started with, for me, with Mike and the accountability that he has all of us, you know, living up to every day. Morgan, your reaction to what you just heard? I mean, just, I love the way that they talk about the culture, the accountability that's there. Because you've mentioned it so many times, like, hey, it's like being a good parent. You, you, you show your love, but you also got the only way to help a human grow is to teach them things is to be tough on them at times and by also equally sharing love and respect and trust and mike brown does that with not only every single person on his team it seems like because even guys that aren't playing never seem to be throwing a fit never seem to be upset but it seems like with the coaching staff and with everyone else in basketball ops everyone feels like they're just in tuned with this same culture and it's just that's how you win games sure but that's also how you deal with bad times and adversity when those times come that's it that's exactly it morgan is those bad times will come yes and, and that's the whole test and, and i we said this on night chats when they were zero and four it's like okay those good vibes from camp and everything all that talk is it's being tested now how are you going to respond and they responded in a really good way i mean oh and four start morgan that Dude. means I'm trying to do the quick math. They're 16 and eight since a 0 and four start. That's some. Yeah. That's some. That's that's not a small sample anymore, right? Like they have flaws. There's still issues defensively. Backup big. Okay, some wing stuff. But I think Monty will try to address some of this stuff by the deadline, and also be careful because they have something that's really special here right now with this group that's growing together. And there's, I think there has to be some understanding and belief that hey Keegan can maybe be better in February than he is in December 
Keegan may be able to be more impactful in April than he was in December, right? So internal growth, you know, what, what else can they tinker with? What else develops? You know, rotations can change. We've seen guys in and out of the rotation. Trey Lyles had been kind of part of the Kings rotation. Now he's yeah. kind of out of it at this point. But does it, are, are you going to be shocked if he's back in it? No. So no. you just have to be ready for anything. Look for ways to improve the roster. And I think the Kings going to have a chance to have a playoff game this year. And that's pretty cool to say. So the large point is, I know some fans are scared to buy in. Buy into that this team is fun and good right now. You don't need to go crazy and go, oh, we're going to... We're going to the second round. Conference finals if it shakes out right. Enjoy the ride. I'm going to keep saying this all year long. Enjoy the ride because there's nothing like the come up. There is nothing like the rise to being good. And you feel it not only with the players in the locker room and the coaching staff and those vibes, but the city. I'm walking the dogs the other day. Someone, I don't even know, out the window goes, light the beam. People are saying light the beam all over the place. They're feeling this team, and it's brought people together in this town. It's not only because they're winning games. It's because they're fun to watch. They're likable. And for the first time in 16 years, Sacramento has a legitimately cool team to root for. Well, it's not only that, Deuce. You talk about lighting the beam, and I just want to show a few things. What you got? got? Well, you know, I was like, I got to do, I do a Deuce Mo podcast try and do like a Christmas card or something, you know? And so this year's Deuce and Mo podcast Christmas card for NBC people was Murray Christmas. I love it. Isn't that great? I love it. This is Henry from Taiwan. He's one of the biggest Kings fan, but this I also handed out because awesome. I was like, no, every, this is everywhere right now. It's light the beam. It's De'Aaron with wow. me. Light the beam beams coming That's out of his That's sick. Eyes. He made that? Dude, yeah. No, he's so freaking talented. But my point to this even is, like, you talk about lighting the beam. Like, it's a it's a thing, a real thing. And me, I pass this around to people around the office that aren't even Kings fans because they enjoy saying light the beam. Can we just rewind for a quick second? It's not a yeah. big it's not a big deal. I'm not trying to fight with you right now. I'm not. I'm not trying to fight with you. I went on this kind of like cool, like promo kind of like, oh man, rally around what Deuce is saying. And you kind of no sold it. You went right into, it's not no, only that. That you, was me. That was me. So, there's, I've, you know, sold it. I gave you the super kick. I pinned you and you kicked out on not even a one count. I was like, huh? Christmas. I just showed up. I, I know. I know you could. I was, I was literally going to your point that there's Christmas car- Kings. I, I, King's Christmas cards. You know, sold it. You know, sold it. And I'm not fighting with you. I'm not fighting with you, but you know, sold it. Oh, oh, okay. You turn around. You turn around. I hope the lights go off on you again tonight. I'm back. Um, Hey, Morgan, we have not talked to this person in two games, mainly because when you're in San Francisco, the way we have our tech set up, I am working on some things to make this better. Uh, But we can't take discord calls with how it's routed. We are trying to do some things maybe in 2023 that will allow us to have people join us on video and do different things. So we're on Twitter spaces tonight. And I know sometimes people have a tough time hearing Morgan, but we're going to go to Twitter spaces and check in with our old friend, Nick. What is up, Nick? What's up, Dutamo? Yes! What's up, Dutamo? What's up, Nick? Hey, 
like the beat, like the beat, like the beat, like the beat, like the beat. Hey, Morgan, how about in dudes? How about why not like the beat? Why not like the beat? Why not like the beat? Like the beat, like the beat. The Kings win. Like the beat. I want the music back on tonight for Morgan so I can hear it for her. Nick, what do you think tonight? I feel like it's good. feel like we got the win. And we come back home. I will be at the game on December 19th against the Charlotte Hornets. And what are you going to do against the Hornets, Nick? What are the Kings going to do? We're going to beat them. We're going to beat the Hornets. And guess what? I'll get that right the game. Because you know what? I'm going to do on Facebook. I'm going to do Facebook Live on Sunday. Get you guys ready for a game on Monday. Game. Are you going to do a Facebook Live on uh, to promote the game? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. Nick doing his own show now. We're going to get you guys ready for the game on Sunday. And at the, join me at the Golden Center on Monday as the Kings take on the Hornets at 7 o'clock. And join Morgan at pregame and postgame live. No, 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 Nick. We're going to update your our schedule in just a second. But real fast, Nick, why not beat the Hornets on Monday? Why not beat the Hornets? Why not? All right, Nick. Sleep dreams, okay? Sleep dreams, Susamo. Hi. There's Nick checking in. You could hear him okay? Yeah, I could hear him perfectly. Okay, good, good, good. That's great. Uh, Nick was mentioning the games next week. Uh, very exciting, yet, you know, we're going to have to juggle some things around a little bit. So, uh, we mentioned this on the night chat the other night after the Kings lost, but we got a call from the NBA and next week, actually Sunday, we are flying to Las Vegas because that's where the NBA G League showcase is. Uh, we are both working it for the NBA, which is great. Uh, I am getting the chance to do sidelines for a couple of games on Monday and Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I'm doing sidelines for a game. I'm looking at the schedule right now. And I'm doing play-by-play for a couple of G League showcase games. Including, yeah, one with our guy, Kevin Dana. That's awesome. So um, cool. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for us. This is so freaking cool. And Morgan so. Morgan is doing some analyst work out there. And sources close to the situation saying, Morgan Reagan doing some sideline work for ESPN next week? Are hey, you- why not? Give me a hell yeah. No, it's going to be a uh, fun, but the reason we bring up all that, not only to brag, uh, but also, um, no, it's just a really exciting opportunity for us to get that. You know, I didn't get to go last year, and you want to like, peek behind the curtain for a second. So Morgan gets a call to work the G League showcase last year, and we do G League games together, and, like, I was super happy for her. But my competitive side was like, why am I not going? Like, I'm good enough to be there. And this year I got the call. So it was a big deal for me to, to get that call and to have a chance to do sidelines and to do play-by-play for the G League Showcase in Vegas is awesome. Now, with that said, the Kings play on Monday and Wednesday. We are going to be on maybe a little later on those days. I'm looking at the schedule. Actually, Monday may not be as big of a problem. Okay. Monday night, we should have a regular night chat, but we're going to be doing it from Las Vegas. And then Wednesday night, I've got like the latest game. So we'll be on later after that Lakers game. But Monday and Wednesday, expect a little different schedule and a different look tonight, chat. Yeah. 
Wednesday a little bit later, but it's all good because then our next games, the next day, Deuce, I know you have a two o'clock game, but um, I have the two latest games oh, you that do. evening. Okay. Well, you know what? It's all good. We're going to, we, we're going to do the night chats at some point, so we'll have yeah. fun doing them. Um, oh, yeah. Let's see if anything else jumped out to me in the chat. A lot of like a lot of people giving us some love. I appreciate that big time. Appreciate that. Sato says, "Do some mail. One day you should do a tier list of Kings memes. You'd have to give us um, some candidates for sure. And appreciate all the love from people, big time yeah, love. I, I, yeah, I'm super excited about uh, what lies ahead coming up in Vegas. It's a good opportunity. So, your guys' support means that." freaking world so thanks let's uh, check in on twitter spaces with andrew what's up andrew hey what's up guys i was actually at the game in detroit i i'm from sacramento but i moved recently to michigan and i go my first pistons game i know i'm going to go watch the kings play and i represented the 916 all day okay can you confirm something for me i was listening to g-man's call and at one point i did hear some light the beam chants uh, that would be me. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. No. I was, I was uh, seven rows behind the Kings bench, and there was a, a couple behind me, boyfriend, girlfriend. They're from Ohio, but they're not, they live in Ohio, but they are from Bakersfield. And they were there, and they were, like, wearing their King stuff, uh, throwback pieces, uh, Reggie Theus jerseys, you know, and they were, like, we're talking old school stuff, and, yeah. I go, and there was a couple other fans two across from me, a couple other ones, you know, wearing their king stuff. And I looked at them, and I told everybody, I'm going, I'm going to start the chant. I love it. I love that. And That's I love that so you were cool. able to see them actually win a game in Detroit, and they're playing good basketball. Um, oh, it was, it, was, it was amazing because it was so funny because, yeah, uh, I saw G-Man in uh, Harrison Barnes because, like, right in front of me was, like, where the little bike was where uh, Harrison was on the, you know, just keeping his legs warm and stuff like that. And so we were ch shouting down to him, you know, and everybody at halftime, and it was just like, you know what? And they didn't say anything until we get to the end. And then, like, everybody around me, like, all the Pistons fans were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, go check out Google. Go check out the beam because it's a place of worship, according to Google. So yeah. go enjoy it. What was the crowd out there tonight? Does it? Uh, uh, let's you know. <laughs> there was probably maybe only like five percent Kings fans. You know, if there. No, but I mean, like, but, what, how, but, was but it was it full? Was like, no, hell, oh no, 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 no. Okay, I didn't <laughs> think so. No, because on the box score it said seventeen thousand eight ninety two. I was like, there's no way. I didn't see that many people. It, I think they, they, they put an extra digit in there because it, <laughs> it was like 7,000. Yeah, a rebuilding team. They've been bad for a while. I get it. But no, dude, I'm, 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 glad, um, I'm glad you had a good time, man. Oh, it was, it was a great time. It was kind of cool because it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, every, everybody in the elevator is all wearing their piston swag. And I'm like the lone guy with my king hat. I'm like, hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> dude, I'm happy for you, man. Well, thanks for checking in. Oh, thank you. You guys have yourself a good evening, and I'll keep on listening, all right? Sounds good. Appreciate, Appreciate that. That's Andrew, who was at the game tonight. That's pretty cool. Um, Morgan, I want to look ahead to this homestand. And Michael in the chat brought this up. They play 15 of the next 19 at home, or 11 of the next 13 at home. They played some good basketball on the home floor, and this is going to be a great chance for them to kind of build on this and, and to really establish a home court during this stretch. And coming up next week, 
You get Monday, a Hornets team that had three wins when you played them. They have seven now. Yeah. Okay, this is a bad team. The other night, Steve Clifford called them out after the game. They lost to the Pistons in overtime, gave up 140-plus points. He ripped his team's defense, and he said, all we care about is offense. They responded by losing by 19 and giving up 125 points to the Hawks tonight. They are 7-22 and 22 now. This is, uh, and they've got LaMelo back. Gordon Hayward came back. The reality is this is a bad team. And by the way, just remember last season, how we were like, they were the NBA uh, league pass team to watch. You know, it was fun. It was exciting. Like, look at the drop that quick with everything that just happens with coaching and injuries and everything. Uh, LaMelo Ball being back, I think he had 27 points tonight and he can get his, but Clifford's right. Like they don't do things as a team. They have so much dysfunction right now and you don't want them to get things right against you because then that's a really bad loss. You know, it's, it's one of those games where how can you really take care of business? I wanted to see more of that with the Pistons tonight early on the way that they came into the game. It was kind of frustrating being like, man, this is one of those games you're supposed to pound them and I think for the Hornets on your home floor, you got to have that type of game. They're not losing to the Hornets. It's not even about losing. I I do. I kind of want like a crushing win. Yeah, I'm with you. Last you know, time, I, yeah, I, we're we're due for one of those. Like you got it against the Nets. Uh, I think once in a while against these really bad teams, you need a crushing win. Uh, Rue in the chest is how many and ones did the Kings get? I mean, it must have been six tonight because I think Monk had three by himself. Sabonis had a couple. Did Fox have one? They had a lot tonight. That was pretty crazy. Um, also, we mentioned the Hornets coming up on Monday. Then they get the Lakers on Wednesday. This Lakers team is obviously... They've got weapons. Yep. I don't buy them. They're not good, but they have dangerous players. AD, obviously, when he's right, it's looked great. He's been on the tear. He was really tired in that Celtics game, but he's been good. Westbrook has been a little improved with his individual numbers coming off yeah. the bench, but the, the team is still not as good with him on the court, and he's still not very efficient. And then LeBron James is still LeBron James. Like, we know what he's about. So, not trying to dismiss that game on Wednesday night, but it's also a team with a losing record, and you're at home. So, they've got the Hornets, the Lakers, and then Friday they welcome in the Wizards, who are struggling a bit. There's a chance here to take care of business, like win those three games. I, I, you know, I, I, I would love, I would love that. Um, I, I think they're going to have a tough time with the matchup against the Lakers. Um, yeah, I agree. The, the size and the, you know, AD has been, you know, he was last time they played him, he was really, really good. But at the same time, it seems like the Lakers always sit somebody. Well, that, but also that's why I feel like when I look at this Hornets game, like that has to be your crushing game. Okay. That has to be like the dominance game. And then Lakers battle, like get the W, but let's say like if you didn't, Lakers had this great game. You know, we talk about the weapons that they have. Uh, you saw the fight that they put up against Boston the other night in overtime even. Um, it It's, they can still do things. And I think when you look at Washington, that's a team where I go get the W, but they still have their weapons as well. You don't know 
what type of night some of these guys are going to have sometimes, and it can be scary. But when you look at this three-game stretch next week, I would say go two and one. You disgust me. Why? Two and one. No, you win all three. I would love to do but it's it's not about like, yes, they're capable of winning all three, but it's more like we're just in discussion. Like it's hard to win three more straight after just winning two straight coming off of this road trip. They're better. Like, I, I love your expectations and your standards, and I want that to, all to happen. And I think they're capable, but I also think it's really hard to do that every night in the NBA. Let's not get greedy, bud. They are eight and four on the home floor. They had that last loss that snapped a winning streak, and that was to the Suns, 122 to 117. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm with you in the from the standpoint that I think two and one at minimum. Is that fair? Can we say that? Like um, two and yeah, one at minimum? Get this. Someone put in our chat about Anthony Davis, and I thought they were kidding. Anthony Davis, right foot injury, will not return tonight. You could be lying, but I believe it. No, no, I, I see it on Bleacher Report now. But there's, uh, you know, it is Friday and the game's not until Wednesday. So that's something to remember, too. We need to look at the standings, Morgan. Let's go over a look at the Western Conference standings. As of this moment, right now, the Kings are sitting in the fifth spot at 16 and 12. Man, that's great to see. Memphis, mm. number one. Interesting for Memphis. Uh, they have won seven in a row. And they have done it with Desmond Bain out for all this time. Jackson's missed some games. They destroyed the Bucs last night. Demolished the Bucs. So that was impressive. They've looked really good as of late. The Pelicans all of a sudden have dropped two in a row, both games to Utah. That game last night, Morgan, against Utah was really good. We were watching that. Yeah, no, that was a good one. It, but man, just really quick about Memphis because you was Jaron Jackson uh, Jr. playing in that game against the the Bucks? Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't remember. I'm I'm just gonna look really quick because I was just curious. But um, I yeah, was he was. Curious. He did. Yeah, he played 13 minutes. Dude. His his defense has been on another level, and that's why I was just like, okay, was he actually playing in that one? Yeah, it's just been on a different level for this squad, just his presence alone. And so, like, I mean, defensive player of the year status for him, and what a great little comeback for him. But for the Grizzlies, it's just you have another guy that can protect your rim at a high level. I mean, I get why they're where they are right now. So Memphis and New Orleans are kind of at the, the top at this point, right? One and two, where you go, yeah, they, they're playing the right way. New Orleans, too, although they've lost a couple in a row, I think we need to remember they've done this without Ingram. Like, they've they've really played high-level basketball, winning 7 of 10, and Brandon Ingram's not playing. And I know he's being reevaluated. He's going to miss another week. Alvarado didn't play in their last game, so they faced some adversity, too. The Nuggets are 17 and 10. They're playing the Lakers right now. The Suns snapped that long losing skid um, with a win yesterday. And then the Blazers are behind the Kings. They lost tonight to Dallas. They're 16 and 13. Utah sitting at 17 and 14 in the seventh spot. The Clippers at 17 and 14. I still don't know what to make of them until we see Kawhi play for a longer stretch. Uh, Dallas beat Portland tonight. They're 15 and 14. Minnesota. Gobert's out, Cat's out. They 
uh, one tonight, but they're 14 and 15. And now the Warriors, the team on the outside looking in, they just lost Steph for three weeks. And they've lost three in a row. Yeah, they lost again tonight. So um, tough times over there in Warrior land, which I'm totally good with. And I love seeing this little bit of a downfall right now uh, for them. But it's really funny how with the Nuggets, they are third in the West right now in the standings. And the conversation around, like, I, I just don't feel like people believe in them enough and it's fair like I also I also believe like there's a a conversation as to why people don't believe in them but at the same time like they still do this just quiet I they're a team that I think can do some damage in the second half as Murray continues to get the reps you know Jamal Murray missed a long time He's averaging 17 points a game right now, 44%, 35% from three. But he hasn't totally looked like the guy that we saw pre-injury. And then Porter, of course, isn't healthy either. So for them to be at the third spot right now in the West with all that going on has been impressive. I like some of their off-season moves. You know, Bruce Brown was a nice pickup for them too. Aaron Gordon has been super efficient for them. So that's yeah. been significant. Yeah, we'll see what they do in the second half. My whole point to looking at the standings, though, is it's it, it continues to be bunched up. And I think if you're a Kings fan, that should excite you. It should excite you that if this continues to go on, they can string some good momentum on the home floor where they play 11 of the next 13. Then we can have some real conversations of, can this be a playoff team? Can they be a top six team in the Western Conference? There's a chance, Morgan. There's Hey, there's a path. Okay. When are you gonna when are you gonna really believe? When are you just gonna go, yeah, I see it. They have a chance. I believe in so many things with this team. So that's why, like, just because I'm not there yet, because I still believe in other teams that I've seen it from before, it doesn't mean that I'm I'm dissing them. I'm a non-believer. It's just like I just Want to see a little bit of something else? They have. Can, can I? Can I? Can I make my case for why that I really believe in the Kings? You can say whatever the shit you want. I know. Um. One. In today's game, you need some offense. They've got offense, and they've got shooting. They've got a legit big, skilled big, and a speedy point guard. That's mm-hmm. a great combination to play to have. The defense. I think can become a top 15 defense. They're fun and they're tight. They're super close together. They, you got the, this, this stuff doesn't happen when you're, you don't, you don't miss the playoffs when you got a beam going in the first year and everyone's fired up. You don't miss the playoffs when this mojo feels like this Morgan. I didn't, I didn't, sorry. I didn't realize that was um, a thing. Um, no, and it's I, just it, the, the vibes feel real, man. They do. Everything feels real. Everything feels. I was the one saying that this team is a legit good team before people felt yeah. confident enough to say that. You know what I mean? It's like just because I look at a conference and I look at what other teams may or may not do before the trade deadline, I go, that's where things just are in my head where I go, I'll believe it when I see everything kind of 
go together there. CMT Kings fan sounds like kind of with you. People don't fully believe because there's at least 10 years of truly horrible basketball. Let's get to the halfway point and see where we are uh, after facing a good amount of really good teams. My only, my only pushback on that is I just feel like we keep moving, right? It's like, okay, hey, let's they see do. let's see after 10, 20, 30. It's like, all right, fine. Let's wait to judge no. till after 82. No, I, I, judging, judging, you're just trying to judge on a different scale. You're just, that's all you're doing. Like we are judging from a different point of view. We're, we're not judging from the amount of games. Show, like some people are, some people are saying, show me this amount of games. Some people are show, saying, show me a win against the Bucks. Show me a win against the Sixers and I'll believe it. Some people are just like, hey, show me with the way that you play against really bad teams and you crush the shit out of them. You know, there's different scales of how people want to see things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like sports sometimes can also be, subjective morgan what i'm pointing to something you made brett mentioned it it's your vision board i love my vision board you didn't make a vision board ever this was your first year making the vision board it's a really cute vision board too i love it it's a fun team it's it's beaming a lot of good how crazy someone had said this how crazy would it have been if i had like put some beam on there before the beam even started no deuce it's not on there you sure yes i'm sure i'm not i'm not a i'm not a um what would that be a fortune teller sure (laughs) what would it be uh jesse says deuce and others just want to believe it's real they want it so bad i mean of course i want to believe um and yeah shit can hit the fan i just think they have a combination of things and based on where the West is at right now and where they are, they're tracking to have a real shot to be a playoff team. 100%. 100%. And so, no one can take that away from you. Enjoy the journey, not the conclusion. I like it. Enjoy it. Just watch it. Let it unfold. Be like DZ who says it's real. Also, we didn't give a shout out. Thanks for Kenneth for donating another 50. He did another? Yes. Give me a hell yeah. Morgan, as we uh, wrap things up, I want to ask you this. Overall, three and three road trip. Successful? Successful question mark? That was, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, that... If if they were two and four, I think we would be like, okay, they lost like this. I'm happy about these things. We'd be really nitpicking on what we liked and disliked about the road trip. Three and three on this road trip and the way that they played against the Bucks, the way that they won the games that they did win was super telling to the identity, the culture, the, everything that's growing and building in Sacramento right now with not only the team, but even some of the individuals that we saw battling through things, having bounce back performances and hey, getting playing time to not getting playing time, rotations, all those different things. I feel like we learned a lot about different players and the team. Yeah, I mean, I thought three and three was no doubt about it. 
going to be a success. And I think I love the fact that the three weren't just the last three. You know, I think looking at it or not, they didn't, you know what I mean? Because yeah, I guess it wouldn't have been the last three. I'm sure I'm getting everything mixed no, up. No, no, it was the Bucks. Yeah. No, the Bucks, the Bucks, they lost, but it was a good, it wasn't a good. No, I, I screwed this up. I, yeah. I'm just glad the three weren't just the Knicks, the Raptors, and the Pistons. I like the fact that they beat Cleveland and it was a good win. The Knicks mm-hmm. game would have, that's the one where you go, God, man, if you just had it that night, if you could just knock down some shots, probably would have been four and two. But the p- compete level in the Bucks game was great. The comeback against the Cavs was awesome. The Knicks game was shit. Pure shit. Sixers games couldn't stand it. And it's a really good team that they played, but they played like shit, though. That was what was frustrating. And then the last two were great. Yeah. No, that's I that was how I think we've been describing all these games. And um, it's just there was a lot of fun things from this road trip, too, with just like the team, the chemistry, the comebacks, the style of play. A lot of good vibes. Well, we appreciate you guys being on this journey with us together. Make sure to spread the word about the podcast. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe, all that stuff. We're going to be back again Monday night from Las Vegas and following Kings and Hornets. Can't wait for the start of the homestand. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we got to go. You're all so badass for being here on a Friday night. Appreciate you so, so, so very much. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. See ya! Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.